Marriage on a Tightrope supports couples in strengthening their mixed-faith marriage. Visit tightropemarriage.org to make a recurring donation and learn more about the mixed-faith community. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. I'm Katie. I'm Alan. And we are still married. We're here on a Sunday afternoon, and we recorded as soon as I got home from church because I had meetings, and we just like want to dive right into it. So let's go. You'd think after last week that this week would have gone smashingly, because last week was a lot better than the first two weeks. So what did it? I don't think so. <laughs> um, let's talk about it a little real quick. So uh, before church, Katie, you were at board council, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, ward council is an hour and a half before our church meeting starts. So Katie uh, was there, and I got uh, they made some French toast for the kids, <laughs> which isn't French at all. And and then um, we I needed to, to sit down with them. Katie asked me. Actually, this is kind of a fun moment. Katie, you have a hard time saying the words, "Alan, I really need you to dot dot dot." Yeah, I'm so kind of a do-it-yourself kind of she's, person. She embodies Beyonce's independent woman <laughs> anthem. But she she said the words, Alan, while I'm gone, I really need you to dot, dot, dot. And I went, oh, my ears perked up. And tell, them, tell everybody what you said. So, guys, last night we're driving home from my brother-in-law's house. And Alan wasn't with me. <laughs> I had picked up my kids from my brother-in-law's after um, a tightrope date, which was amazing. It was anyway, awesome. It was great. Anyway, so we're on our way home, and the kids said, what's tomorrow? And I said, Sunday. And they said, well, what are we doing tomorrow? And I said, well, we're going to church. And and then it just started, the barrage. I don't want to go to church. Uh, you say that we don't have to go next week, and you say that every week, and we always have to go. And I said, look, we're going tomorrow. As a family, we've decided that whatever we do on Sunday, we're going to do as a family. So tomorrow we're going. And my five-year-old, his response was the best. He says, it's so boring, mom. And I said, Zach, you love going to church. Like, what is the deal? You love your teachers. You love primary. He says, yeah, but we always talk about Jesus. And I just want to talk about Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) I literally laughed for like a solid two minutes. It was Amazing. Jesus is the ultimate adventure. He is. <laughs> I mean, really. So I told Alan today, like, look, I need you to please talk to the kids about why we're going to church today. Because it's all been coming from me mostly. And they're the ones that, like, they just, like, gang up on me and will just, why? I don't want to go. All these things. So I told him. While I'm at ward council, will you please talk to the kids and tell them why? Yeah, and so I did. What I did was, after breakfast, we all sat down. It's about 10.30. Now we've got an hour before church. We all sit down in the living room, which right now doesn't have a TV in it. It's our favorite room. It has new couches. It's really pretty, guys. Uh, yeah, I have to say. It's beautiful. It's Katie's beautiful. done a good job. Yeah. She's still tinkering with it, and it's driving me crazy, but that's a different story. <laughs> so we all sit down in the living room, and I talk to them and, and say, I'd like to talk about Sundays, guys. We've had this conversation before, but Mom and I have decided that whatever we do on Sundays, we're going to do as a family. So if that means we're going to church, we're all going to church. That includes me. And instantly, my two older ones slouch in the chair and start to lightly groan. They're trying to hide it, but not well. And so they say that. They they start complaining a little bit. And 
And I just say, look, we're not going next week. And my 11-year-old, wiping tears, literally, says, you say that every week, that we're not going to go next week. I'm like, we have a hotel in St. George. We're not going next week. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, that's right. We remember. That's right. I said, but today we are going to go. And I said, look, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't throw punch. I don't hold punches, pull punches. There we go. There it is. Thank you. I don't pull punches when I talk to them. And so I said, I don't like going either, but guess what? Um, Church means a lot to your mom. And if she needs, if she wants to enjoy it, we're all going to go and we're going to enjoy it together. (laughs) I don't think that's oh, exactly that's what I said. Really funny you said that because of how the day went. So anyway, keep going. Yeah, so that's what I said. Um, and then my 11 year old was just not having a good time with it, wiping tears, and he just said, "It is so boring. Can I just skip the first hour and just go to the second hour?" And I said, "Now hold on. If we have a boredom problem." This is a completely separate problem than church. You, we should be able to have our minds quieted for an hour. And it doesn't seem like we're able to do that. So I want everybody to sit on the floor with me. So we all sat down on the floor. Said, I'm setting my timer for five minutes. And we're just going to sit here and meditate. And I talked to them a little bit about what meditation is. Keeping your, your mind clear. Breathing deeply. Um, not talking. Uh, just letting letting your mind wander onto what it wanders and not focus on any specific thing. And I'm not an expert with this, so I don't know if that's what you're supposed to do, but it was, I just wanted them to be quiet for five minutes with me. So we did it. And then we talked about how it went. And, and then I said, okay, this is what we're doing today. Can everyone please go get ready for church? It's 10:55 at this point. So we've got about 25 minutes before we have to leave. And everybody got up and without complaining and went and got ready. So it was like, okay, we're, we're making progress here. We're going to do this. This is good. I go up and get ready. Katie gets home from World Council about 15 minutes before church starts. And we all get to church on time. Barely. We barely made it before <laughs> it started. But we did. We all got to church on time. We took the same approach as last week. Katie sat on the, the, the far end of the pew and I sat next to her. And then the kids sat, sat from there. And um, that, was, that was so far so good is what was happening at that moment. Well, the kids were just completely irreverent and Alan kept yelling at them and I was patient at first. Okay, let's talk about the messages we heard today because I don't want to call anyone out and I don't I'm going to speak in a really general way, but it was very difficult, I think, for you, Alan. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It was. Do you want to touch on some of the um, themes that you heard today? Yeah, I'll I'll talk about two of them um, that were difficult for me. And for those who still hold a lot of value, I'm talking not just to you, Katie, but to everybody, that still hold a lot of value in some of the things that I'm about to devalue. (laughs) Um, I don't know that an apology is needed, but I just hope that this isn't uncomfortable for you. Well... I mean, um, I mean, they've listened. I have to a response. A I have a sp- <laughs> response. So let's let's talk it out. Yeah. So I mean, one of the one of the messages that was very difficult for me to hear. Um, I, we've I've talked about it a lot on this podcast before. I think you've mentioned it too, Katie. Of the we are right 
and we are the only ones that are right, and the world is bad, and even other Christian groups are bad, and don't, they don't, they can't give you anything. Like, the only thing you can get is here. Um, okay, so it's like... just, it feels so divisive, and I'm like, why? Why do we need, why? Why is this important? It just feels so insecure. Like, but as, it feels so insecure. Okay, but as like, uh, a, a, I'm just going to play a devil's advocate just a little bit. Because I actually... Jesus' advocate. Jesus' advocate. So, I see what you're saying. Like, but... We as church members believe that the fullness of the gospel has been restored on the earth. So, hold yeah. on. So, if, if we believe that we have, like, have the fullness of the gospel for everyone, and no one else has that, you separate yourself from every other faith just from that, just by that one construct, that one idea. I I don't, um, I don't think when, when they, when most people talk about it, it's, it's, Generally not, uh, wow, I'm so much better than my Jewish neighbor. I, I think in some, some sense they think like, well, we have the fullness of the gospel and so, and we want to share it. And, and so, you know, we're so lucky to have it on earth. It's because it's something that we really believe. But I don't think, at least in the context that was talked about, it was, it was like a, super prideful thing no and that's the thing and like we we talked about this before we started recording the individual who gave this talk is incredible i really respect the dude he's great and so like but the, the so i don't blame him for the message it's just like that message comes across as okay it's a given Every, not everybody here because i'm there and that's not how i feel but the messages that are shared at, 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 at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, by definition, that they are being shared there, are, go, are under that premise of we have the truth. So can't we just talk about the truth and how it helps us in our lives instead of using the message of we have the truth to further beat home the point that everyone else is wrong? It's like, why can't we just talk about it from the perspective of I'm so grateful for the truthfulness of the gospel because it helps me be a kinder person and it helps me serve more and it, and it puts me in, in positions to love my fellow man. And those messages certainly are shared. But it just seems like the ratio is so off. It's just all about this truth, 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 like we're right, we're right, we're right. And That's totally fair, by the way. And that's so hard to yeah. be someone that I don't, it's, it's not true to me. And truth is subjective. I've just listened to a podcast about that. Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm totally fine with someone saying I I I'll even try hard to be good with someone saying I know the church is true. If the next thing they talk about is how that's important to them and why it's so good for their life, but when the next thing is I know the church is true, and I know that all the other churches are not. I'm just, stop. Just stop. This isn't helpful. This isn't helpful. Well, what it does is it, it, it shows, you're right, it shows insecurity. And, and the, the hardest, not the hardest, but like the, where it gets so complicated, it's like, I'm the outsider here. And so I don't have, I don't feel I have the right 
to try to get them to share the message any other way. But we've just told our kids, whatever we're going to do, we're going to do together. And now I'm hearing this message that I don't feel I can correct because it's not my message to correct. But yet I'm pushing my kids to be there to hear this message. Do you think our kids actually heard anything? No, I don't. You didn't even hear it. I didn't even hear most of it. Okay. I get that. But at some point they hear it because they grow up and they're the ones that now are sharing that message. I mean, right. right? This, these individuals sharing these talks were the kids that weren't paying attention at one point. And at some time they start paying attention. Okay. So for me, let me get this through, right? For me, it's so difficult to balance on that tightrope of respecting what, what our family has decided of sometimes we're going to go to church and then also hearing these messages that I'm like, I do not want my kids to internalize these things. So what's the best way to do it? Do I pull them aside afterwards and talk to them and say, you didn't even hear this message, but this is what was said and this is why I disagree. Like, I don't feel, I just don't know exactly what, what to do. But it's, that's why this is so difficult. I mean, but it goes back to what we talked about last week about like giving the tools to our, for our kids to decide for themselves. I, I, I mean, as much as we would like to teach them more inclusiveness, more openness uh, to, to many of those around and um, not to exclude anyone, they're going to do what they're going to do. Like we're going to teach them in our own home. We're going to teach them through example and we're going to teach them through the words. And that's what we can do. They're going to hear it everywhere else. And we can't control that. And I mean, I understand that we can control whether or not we take them to church, but I. It makes me want to give them other perspectives and take them to other churches so they can hear different messages, not in the spirit of joining any other church. but on Sundays that we don't go, like I want to make sure that the Sundays we don't go aren't just about going and, and hiking or having a family activity, which I do like, but I want to expose them to different ideas. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. You, I hope that, I mean, I think that because you were an insider and now you're, you feel like an outsider in the church you have like really strong feelings about what people say at church. Are you going to have as strong of feelings if people say it at another church in a different way, but ha- but it have it be the same context? I don't know. Pete, will you? Well, I think when we go as a family, we are all going as outsiders, whatever other church we go to. We're, we're, we don't have a lifetime of attendance at any other church than this. So when we all go, we're all outsiders, and it's very easy for us to get in the car and say, so what did you all think about that? Well, I didn't like the music. It was too loud. Well, I really liked this because it was great. It's, it's I'm, But I'm yeah. talking about the messages that come across, because if you hear that from a paid clergy preacher of another church, is that going to hurt you as much as the message you heard today? Well, it's easier to discount, it, it, because we're so, all... None of us are going as believers to any other church. Right. So when we get in the car, it would be very easy for you uh-huh. to turn to the kids, not Alan, but Katie, to turn to the kids and say, I really didn't like what the teacher talked about because he made it really feel like if you're not here in this church, that Jesus can't help you. 
that's going to be very easy for you to say at a different church than it is in our church. Yeah. So, but when I'm saying, okay, so I guess what I'm saying is, uh, like, maybe I will think about giving that consideration to our church and any other church we go to see or visit, just as much as you would give that consideration feeling fired up or upset about a message you hear at another church as well. You know what I mean? Like, we both uh, we both give it the same, I don't know. Level of scrutiny? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I want to scrutinize everything. <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't necessarily believe in, like, a divine person or Jesus. No, I don't. But I don't think that matters. I don't believe it matters. I believe that I could use... If, if it's used in a way that is inclusive, I can absolutely use the example of Christ to improve myself and improve my family mm-hmm. and how we treat people. But as soon as it's exclusionary, I'm not on board for that, Jesus. Yeah. No, I, I actually agree with you. I do. Yeah. Hard message. Hard, hard, hard things to listen to. There was a second message, but yeah, do you want to get into that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's similar to week two where it was another message um, that was even direct, more directly pointed at doubters. And not even those that don't believe anymore, but just doubters. And that's all I'll say. But it was very pointed towards doubters and how. <laughs> okay, but you, so we just, we started talking about it and then I said, like, stop, let's go record right now. Yeah. So Alan said, why is that person, do you want to say what you said? Yeah, I mean, it's, the, 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 the difficult thing that I have is that we, we got into a conversation about um, the types of individuals that are called into certain callings. Okay, and I have, like, Alan has, you know, it says these leaders who are called into these callings are giving out these messages, and that's difficult, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I... I have a very different point of view because I am a leader and I've called people into positions and I feel like that sometimes you don't have a lot of control. Like I called counselors for primary. I called people who said no. I called people who got in who, uh, I won't get into it, but didn't work out. That didn't work out. I you I just I have a lot of sympathy for people who are asked to do this and say yes to it and then get in trouble for saying what they think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and maybe I've said things as a primary president or done things that other parents don't agree with. Well, guess what? I'm a volunteer, and I look at the men. Who spoke today? And I think they were volu- they're volunteers. They were asked to speak. This was the subject that they were given. Like what? I mean, what else? We yeah. can't be mad about it. I don't blame any of the individuals. I don't. Okay, so I mean, is there is there blame to be had? And if so, where? It's systematic. The people that are sharing these messages of exclusion. We talked first, we talked about healthy versus not healthy messages, but that's very subjective. 
Mm-hmm. But those that are teaching and repeating the, the messages of exclusion are the ones that I see being called into powers of leadership or positions of leadership. Like but, th- those are the ones that keep getting called for the most part to positions of leadership. And that's difficult for me. Someone that is on they're also the people that say yes. Right. I know. That's why it's not their fault. Yeah. Like th- this goes back about a year ago. We had a, a situation, a, an experience where an individual was very aggressive towards me in Sunday school I talked to the stake president about it without naming the individual. The stake president apologized profusely. You shouldn't have been treated that way. This individual shouldn't have reacted this way. And then the next week, that individual was called by the stake president into the high council. That was really difficult for me. And it kind of opened my eyes to, well, this, this just doesn't work for me. Because on an individual basis, there's empathy. But then systematically, it's like those that are towing the company line is, I mean, this is getting really, the, the, the words that are being used here, hopefully those that are listening, like this is really hard. You know, Katie and I, in a lot of episodes, just as a side note, we try to use language that is very empathetic. We try to use language that doesn't, that doesn't sting to either side. And these back to church episodes have been a little different. They've been just Katie and I having conversations. And so like, <laughs> Like that's, that's the struggle that I'm having is there's just a big part of me that just says like, why am I going to keep going? And again, I go back to last week. I, I can keep going to help Katie, but it's, I don't know if it's possible. Like I just have to ignore what's being talked about and literally bury myself in my phone because I don't want to pay attention to these messages. But then I get there and I do want to pay attention to the messages because I want to make sure that I can defend against the messages because I don't want my kids to learn about it. And so then now I'm paying attention and now I go home and now I'm upset and now I feel bad because I'm supposed to be focusing on Katie, but now it's about me again. It's just this big circular mess and it's, it's really difficult. Like I don't, I don't like the, the conflict that it has brought up. I think there's like last week was a big was a big moment of growth and I was hopeful that that this week would be the same and it's I know that you agree with a lot of what we're talking about but it's it's like why are we going like if if we have to continually be on the defensive about like why let's find another Wait, place we are you what, what was that you said we be on the defensive yeah I mean, in in the last few minutes, we've talked about messages you don't agree with either. Do you feel like we need to tell, talk to the kids about if we hear something we don't agree with? We say something. Do we I, talk to them? Yeah, usually we do. Usually we'll say something to yeah, them. Yeah, in general, not like in a, general. We should be talking to them about right, it, right? And we do, but I, I'm not. I mean, you can hear Alan; he's super passionate and. And he was upset by this because he, like, yelled at the kids because they were being bad. And I think it was a mixture of frustration from the message for and, you know, combine that with just children. And it, was a, it was a whispered yell, by the way. <laughs> I don't think it went beyond our pew. Maybe one or two pews. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure yeah. the people behind us saw it and heard it. But and I don't care. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, is 
I can be more calm about it. I can listen to that and say, well, I don't agree with that. And then come home and talk to the kids about it or talk to you about it. But, like, it literally, I feel like this has been an interesting but affirming experiment, right? Mm-hmm. You can't go back to church. Well, we have two weeks to figure that out because next week we're not going. Next week we're not going and the week after I'm the one speaking in church. Well, I'm going to that for sure. <laughs> I love... I, Are you going to love the message that I give? <laughs> I have full faith in the message you'll give and I, I love seeing you being have the light shined on you because I think you're adorable and you share great messages, honestly. And don't be nervous. I want you to just talk about who you are however you want to do that. Um, yeah, it's... It's... <laughs> it's been... I mean, this is part four of four. We'll probably talk about it again. I don't know, but it'll be a few weeks because we're not going next week. But I think four weeks in a row is maybe overkill for me and so especially not having like an off week where we go do something else as a family maybe that would help um everybody involved to feel like we really do have a choice we talk to the kids about having a choice and then we don't really give them a choice so the i love the message of whatever we do we're going to do it as a family i think that's the right message i think it's a beautiful message i think it's awesome um Really no but. It's just four weeks in a row has been tough. Not just on me. It's been tough. And to be completely clear, part of the reason why we did four weeks straight is because you said that you would try four weeks straight. Not that we couldn't have chosen. We could have yeah, chosen to do other things. Yeah, I don't feel like I've been pushed into it. No, no I mean, like, that, that, like, that's what you wanted to do and then report back to the listeners to kind of talk through all of this turmoil. and. Yeah, that's a, no, exactly right. I I don't regret doing it. I just I it four weeks in a row. Now it's it's clear. I don't I don't think I expected the emotions to be as run as hot, and they didn't last week because it was a good week. There I was focused on you, and the messages weren't difficult. So it's not always bad. It's not always bad, and it's and I know that the degree of good and bad is dependent on the individual. And certain individuals, I thought, I'm sure, thought this week was amazing and good for them. That's great. It wasn't amazing for me, and that's okay. Next week we'll do something else as a family, and it may be more amazing for me than it is for you. Because <laughs> we'll be like out on the lake boating. Or we something. may be boating on a lake, <laughs> so maybe it'll be amazing for both of us for different reasons. But but so next week is going to kind of be a fun week. Yeah. I would love. I know it's not going to be the week after that for you or for us, but because you're just, you're speaking in sacrament, but I would love for there to be a, a week in September that we, we do something purposeful and something spiritual as a family on a Sunday and have a different experience and just see what it's like. I've heard of a few different, you know, whether that's community of Christ or if it's a different church or if it's not even a church, it's lower lights. We go as a family or who knows? I don't know. Two words. Goat yoga. Go. Oh my gosh, we're doing goat yoga. All right, that's fair. Look, I'm, I, I, Katie, I just, I, you came home today. I'll say this. She knew I was upset and she came home today and she had a teacher's appreciation in primary. We had like a teacher training. And by the way, I got so much out of that. I got more out of my teacher appreciation training and 
or teacher teacher training than I did out of all of church. So <laughs> well, I'm glad it was good. So you walked in and you came up to me. I was I was kind of putting together dinner, and I said, "So were your teachers adequately appreciated today?" <laughs> and she came over to me, put her hands around my waist, maybe a little lower on the backside. Did I not talk about that? No. But then you looked up to me, and I don't know if I saw tears in your eyes, but but I saw sincerity for sure. And you said, are you adequately appreciated? And you, the guy gave me this big hug. And I could tell that the conversation that, that proceeded from there wasn't going to be uh, contentious, that you were conscious of, my, of how I was feeling. And we were going to be in a place where even if we disagreed, there wasn't going to be hard feelings about it. And there was disagreement. There was, it's not even disagreement, really. It was just sharing of ideas. And some ideas were a little different than the other person's. And I'm just, I'm really grateful for that. And even in this episode, like, I've spoken pretty strongly. And I don't feel like we're, I feel like as soon as this this I press stop on the recording we're going to hug and be very grateful for each other and so I'm really thankful for you so thank you you've come a long way yeah oh wow that was a doozy so the moral of the story is if you think you can go back to church don't do it (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding we don't want to make light of these things but I'm sorry you have to have some humor because you do it's crazy this geez, is it's so heavy all the time and it can get like to be so overwhelming so alan and i crack a lot of jokes so hopefully that's okay with all of you yeah we do we do that we do that a lot it's um it's fun we we are the next episode you'll hear uh, outside of matt and Lindsay's. it may come out before this is we uh we we t- recorded a short episode about um, children's blessings and back to school blessings and what we ended up doing half the episode was recorded before we did the children's blessings and the other half was after so it it was very interesting and you'll you'll see that it's the right time of year with back to school to to touch that topic but uh look for that anything else to say before we end it we went out with two great couples this weekend we back did. to back yeah it was great back to back dinners and I just feel super blessed that you allow us into your stories and your homes and your ears by listening to us and um, allowing us to hear just the struggles that you're going through. It just, I am energized and I feel so, I walk away from meeting people feeling like so rejuvenated and good about what the podcast is doing for other people. So thank you very much. If you'd like to set up a dinner, we are currently book- booking out. We're currently booking out. My gosh. It I'm totally, so, so I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. No, and um, here's the power. I think the power is in just having a real, real conversation with someone that's, that knows what you're going through yeah. and that's currently going through it. So find someone like that. And guess what? The scary part is that it's easier to find if you're open about it. And a lot of us are not open about it. So every every couple that we talk to, maybe not directly is encouraged, but we always try to encourage as comfortable as you are, be open about 
this mixed faith journey that you're on with your spouse? Well, I think we we definitely encourage each one, each spouse to have a cheerleader or have someone they can confide in. So maybe you don't want to be open. That's fine. But you absolutely have to have someone. Yeah. Alan needs someone. Open doesn't mean I posting about it on Facebook and open things like that. Open does not it mean can, telling everyone. It can, but a brother, a friend, a father, uh, and that doesn't always go well. There's certainly consequences to to opening up about your situation. Right. But, but also great benefits at the same time. So it's going to be hard and awesome all at the same time. Yeah, and I think um, we, we've talked to quite a few couples, and uh, when people know that you're open uh, and people know that you have issues and there's problems and you're working through things and your life is not perfect uh, because no no one's life is but when you're um, sincere and genuine about it you will you give a gift to those around you because then others feel like they can open up and share something hard that they're going through and I can't tell you how many secrets <laughs> Me and Alan are, ho- we call it, we, we're like the keeper of secrets. And I, and I feel very honored to do that because I feel like uh, people hear our story or family members know where we're at. And then they come and tell us of, of the things, the really hard things that they're struggling with because we're not going to judge them. We have our own thing going on. And that is the gift that you give to others when you're open yourselves. You will find that people will seek you out to tell you things and, and um, in in re- in return, um, that will help them. So, just give that a thought. We have a venue site for our Utah County meetup. It is September twenty first, Saturday, at five p.m. We would love for you to go on Facebook, and you can within um, our Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, there's an event set up right now. It says Utah County Meetup is is the name of the group uh, go on there and rsvp if you could right now we have eight people saying yes they're going to come and 21 maybes <laughs> yeah and and i think that they i have plenty of room we have um a few people in, on instagram who have messaged me that they can come but we would love <laughs> to have you and uh it'll be in lehigh the the house is in lehigh and they're graciously hosting it it's going to be potluck style we're going to provide the main dish and you guys just bring something to share and it should be like a really great night where you can meet others in this situation and hopefully you can find someone that lives close so that you can become friends and go out and talk about all this together. Exactly. We won't read the address here on the podcast, but it will, we'll post it in there in that Facebook event uh, as well. If you're not on Facebook, feel free to email us at marriageinatightrope at gmail.com and we'll get you information there. And I didn't even think about this, but someone texted me and said, hey, can you come if you're not married? Okay, if you, uh, this is like, it's so mind-blowing to me. If you are in a mixed-faith relationship, you're dating someone who's left the church, or you yourself have left the church, and you've shared the podcast with someone you're dating, and you're serious, whatever it might be, please come. I mean... Uh, we, I would love to have um, people from in all different stages, at different ages, wherever you're at in your journey. Uh, I think that it would be so beneficial for us to, to listen and learn and hear your story and um, just connect with you. So please, and if you can come and your spouse can't, this isn't just like a couple's event. Just come. We will take 
any of you who want to come. And I'm hoping to reach out, and Natasha, if you're listening, which she probably isn't because she's so busy and I love her, but I really, really want to do an episode with Natasha Helfer Parker on mixed faith marriages, pre-marriage counseling. Like, what do you do if you are now marrying into this relationship? Not you're finding out about it now, but you're marrying into it. I think that that would be super helpful for a lot of our listeners, as well as parents of kids who are in that position. Right. So I like I can't stress enough how much I want to do an episode on that. Uh, hopefully we can we can get that going, and we'll have it out to all of you. Thank you very much for listening to Marriage on a Tightrope. You're very welcome for the messages we've shared because clearly we have it all figured out. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? You're very welcome. Yeah, we've got it figured out. So just uh, listen to us and all of your greatest, wildest dreams will come true. That's a Napoleon Dynamite. <sighs> it is. Without the accent, I felt that would have been a little bit much. <clears throat> wait, wait, let's hear your accent. I don't do accents. You know this. <laughs> That's why I want you to do it. I don't want to do it. You can email us at marriageinthetightrope.gmail.com. Join our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, click subscribe. I feel like a YouTuber now. Um, donate. You, you can. You can donate. If you want to. Whatever. Send us some Bitcoin. <laughs> Guys. Oh, let's not. That's another episode for another day. <laughs> what to do when family... Uh, invest money in cryptocurrency. to invest in cryptocurrency. Yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be a... Much future episode. I'm kidding. We didn't obviously feel a spirit on whether or not we should have done that. That's what ultimately broke my shelf was <laughs> when Bitcoin plummeted last January. Oh, we could go on and on, but we won't. We have already. So let's okay. end it. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.